Hello and welcome back to the Leader of the Pack podcast. I am your friend and confidant, Marcelo, and I will be here with you as we share some wisdom, insight, and laughter in today's world. Today, we have a very special guest, one of our very own from our leadership team, Sean Curcio. Sean, welcome to the podcast, buddy. It has been a long time coming. What's up, man? Yeah, I know it has. It has. It's good to be here, though. Well, it's great to have you, dude. I'm excited to see uh, a little bit more about you and let our listeners hear more about you and, and where you were, where we're going, and all that good stuff. So let's just dive right into this. Sean, can you uh, give us a brief introduction of who you are and, and what you do in the quote-unquote real world? All right. Well, my name's Sean. You guys know that already. Um, I do uh, CAT scan and x-ray. I have for since 1995, so 23 years, 24 years, something like that. Um, <clears throat> I work in trauma centers, and I've seen stuff that most people probably should never see. Um, met my wife in, in the hospital as well. Uh, we have three kids. One of them is in the military serving in the Army. The other is serving at our house doing online school with the whole COVID thing. And I have a daughter who's doing some, uh, like a, um, a dental program in high school because she hates school so much that she would rather go do some type of technical stuff, which is awesome, uh, I think. Um, yeah, man, I've never pushed college on, on my kids. Uh, that's kind of who I am. I think the um, technical hands-on application to life is the best way to go. It's where I learned. So, um, but yeah, outside of that, man, it's just working with my hands. I get to work with, work with sick patients, healthy patients. Um, I see what healthcare is and what healthcare shouldn't be. Um, so it's brought me into, um, my real world job is, is in healthcare, but um, it's allowed me a lot of um, insight on how to take care of myself and my family. So that's really cool. It's a really well-rounded. I like the concept of not forcing college on your children. You know, as a as a father of three younger girls, my oldest is uh, eleven, turns turns twelve next month. Um, that's a great conversation that my wife and I have had numerous times. Uh, are we going to push them into college? Or are we going to let them do their thing? I'm a tradesman. I dropped out of college and pretty much learned by doing um, the, the, the school of hard knocks, right? You, yep. you learn more by doing. You learn more by, by opening the hood of your car and figuring out how to change your oil than just driving through one of those quickie stops and paying a, a, an inflated price to change your oil. You know? And I know that's yeah. something that you're very proud of doing on your own a lot. Yep. Um, so that's, that's awesome. I'm really, uh, really proud of that. So let's get in a little bit more to your story. Can you tell me a little bit more about what your life was like before joining leader of the pack and what it's really changed since being a part of this brotherhood. Um, let's see before LOP. Um, I can't say it wasn't horrible. Um, I, I didn't have too many struggles, but then again, I was, um, I think I had my head in the sand. So, so I was just rolling through, through life. Um, Angie and I had it pretty good. You know, my job, uh, in, in healthcare provides a good, a good income. Um, but at the same time I was, I was just comfortable. Uh, I didn't, there was a lot of things, um, in my life that I didn't think of. Um, 
preparing for the future, a vision, um, you know, where, where Angie and I would be. Um, I was happy with the 30 year mortgage on my house. And, um, and yeah, I just never, I just never thought forward with LOP. Um, coming from a divorced home, I just, I, the, the model was, I just wanted to have a successful marriage. That was pretty much it. That was my model for the future. Wow. Um, so, uh, and, and I didn't define what a successful marriage was. I just knew that it wasn't what my parents had and that was good enough. Problem is it's not really good enough because I wasn't being specific with anything that I was doing. Um, didn't have, um, brothers to have two biological brothers, um, that I speak to maybe, well, one I haven't spoken to in close to a year and a half. Um, he has basically disowned me because of what's going on in the current world, which has nothing to do with me and him, which is weird. Um, and then my younger brother who talks only when I call. So if I don't call him, I don't hear from him, um, kind of thing. So it's almost like the family I grew up with is, is literally falling apart or not falling apart, but falling away from me because I'm moving forward. So that's really awesome. You know, you looked at, you defined on what your life and your marriage wasn't going to be based on the, um, broken marriage of your parents. Right. So I think we get stuck into that. I'm going to make sure I don't want to do that, but I think we forget, well, what do I do want to do? You know, last night, my wife and I had an opportunity to, um, cast a vision into our life 20 years from now. And it was a great exercise and it was an eye opening experience for us to go, Oh, that's right. We talk a lot about what we don't want, but what do we do want? And what are we doing? What steps are we taking to get to where we do want? So, so let's talk about that. What has changed really since being a part of leader of the pack? How has leader of the pack defined your new direction that you're going in? Because you're a really different guy than the Sean that I met three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I was able to, obviously able to get very specific with, with where, where I want to be personally. Um, and that was the big thing coming home from 2018. I was focused on where, where I was, where I wanted to be more importantly, like where I wasn't and where I should be, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and for the first six, six to seven months, it was all about me before I realized that I needed to invite the rest of my family into that process too. Um, <clears throat> something I, something that came to me in that, in that process was, um, you know, that whole topic of, you know, dang it, I'm becoming my parents. I'm becoming my dad. I'm yeah. you know, all this other yeah. stuff. And we look yeah. at it as a bad thing. I started looking at it as a, as a good thing. Um, there are really, really good aspects of my father that I, that I have no problem with that and, and I don't have a problem with my any of my family that knows me back far enough to go, yo, you're just like your father. I can lecture like my father. My kids get my kids get lectures like my dad gave me lectures. The only blessing in that is is I forewarn them. I never got the warning. <laughs> I just got the conversation. I tell my kids like I am fixing to lay into you. Um it's not going to be fun for you. I just need you to hear me out. And then we can talk about what I have to say, which is something I never got from my dad. He just threw it at me and I had to digest it. And there was no conversation back and forth. Um, so moving forward, 
uh, I guess the, the biggest thing that, that, that's changed is um, it's given me the confidence to confront a lot of stuff. The good stuff that I wasn't, I was too complacent on that I just said, okay, this is going good. I'll just keep doing it this way as opposed to pressing into it and making it better. Um, and the confront, the confronting, um, you know, fears or just a potential argument, um, uh, like a tense situation, um, that I, I would just immediately go into, this is going to be bad. I need to avoid it. And now it's like, I don't care if it's bad, I'm jumping in. Um, so I don't fear that confrontation anymore, which has really blessed me in a lot of areas of my life. I've have more confidence. Um, whether I know a subject or not, I don't have a problem speaking to my knowledge and having somebody give me more. Um, so, so yeah, it's just, it's just, I think the confidence is the big thing. Um, and just the ability to, and the other part of it is that own your shit concept that I've managed to embrace that it sound it's, it's great on the outside when people hear it. Oh yeah, it's Sean. He's the own your shit guy. Try living in my shoes yeah. because um, when you really think about that, how deep that really is, like how much crap we actually carry around as men. And then to say, I have to own that piece by piece by piece. Let me ask you this, talking about that, because I'm working on adopting that. And um, I find myself going like, damn it, I, it's my fault again. It's my fault again. Where, where's that balance between that woe is me, I keep messing up, it's my fault, and like owning this crap, but not smothering yourself with toilet paper. You know what I mean? Have yeah. you found that balance yet? Because I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm finding myself going like, I'll just take, take the blame for everything, you yeah. know, but there's a, there's, there's gotta be a balance, right? Yep. Yep. You get a bidet. <laughs> you get a bidet, <laughs> toss the toilet paper out the window and just wash yourself. <laughs> no, no, but, but, but seriously though, there is, um, I guess the, and, and uh, Daryl asked me that same question on, at Engage, you know, how do you find that balance? And I think initially, like I attempted to own everything, like literally, it's like, oh, this is my crap to own. I, I, it's, I, I, got, I have to do it. And then it became, and we touched on it uh, in the, in the um, alpha group um, last night a little bit, that I didn't get to articulate it quite the way I wanted to, but um, the um, digging part of part of part of our conversation or part of myself is um, I would dig, but I wouldn't dig deep enough. So when it came time to is this stuff is this my shit to own? Is this my stuff to own? Um, I would only go this far, you know. I'd only go a little bit in, and I needed to continue to ask questions and follow that down to where it originated. And a lot of times what you'll find is it's not actually your stuff to own. It's somebody else's. And the hard part about it is, is when, when that somebody else happens to be your wife or your kids, because you're, you're, I have found anyways that um, being the father, I want to solve their problems. I want to protect them from mistakes. I want to, um, I, I, I don't, I'll do anything to feel, to not feel helpless. You know what I mean? Like, um, my oldest is in, is in the army. He's on his own. He's, he's living by himself. He got married without, um, without actually, um, you know, asking permission 
from her parents or, or us, you know what I mean? We had never met the girl and here he is married and now he's struggling financially. Um, and I, Angie and I could continue to bail him out or we could allow him to suffer through his financial troubles. Um, and only give him what he needs to make sure he's not hurting himself or his, or his wife, because now he's got that responsibility. Um, but to take the suffering out of his life altogether, I would be doing a disservice to him and myself as the father, and I would be owning his crap and not allowing him to see that stuff he needs to be responsible for. It's really, really, it really sucks sometimes, um, you know, because sometimes the turd is, you know, a pound and sometimes the turd is, you know, an ounce. Yeah. Um, but whether it's a pound or an ounce, if it's truly yours and you've discovered that it's yours, it's one bite at a time. <laughs> you can't cram the whole thing down your throat. Cause that's right. Um, you know, but it is, it's just, it's one of those things where you just have to work through, I think where, where it originates from. When you say I got to own this, um, the next step would be to, why do I have to own it? Where did it come from? What do I do with it once I do own it? And how do I get rid of it? You know, it's a big process. And sometimes the more complicated the stuff is, the longer it takes to get rid of. And I know patience is not something that men adopt, especially in this society where we're conditioned, if we want it, have it now, pay for it later. Um, it's instant gratification and there's no instant gratification in owning your stuff. Well, think about that. We're in a cancel culture society, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So if I don't want to deal with it, uh, instead of dealing with it, I'll just cut you off, right? Yep. How many how many friends do we all have out there that um, that have just cut us off because of something we've said on social media, because of something we've said at a party? I yep. I can't tell you how many people that we love and have invested in over the years that have vanished out of our life because of something we said. And, and something that was overheard taken way out of context, you know, yep. but uh, they're not willing to just come up and own it and say, Hey, you know, you said X, Y, and Z. And it really offended me when you'll find out that we didn't say X, Y, Z, we said ABC, you may have heard X, Y, Z, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Hey, let's, uh, while we, while we're here for a second, let's talk about alpha leadership. For those of you listening, um, alpha leadership is a great leadership program that Leader of the Pack and Rav Natan puts on. Um, we are currently at the time of recording in week three. We just finished week three lesson last night. Um, there is going to be another module popping up here soon. So if you're interested in joining an amazing leadership team, Alpha Leadership is a great course. Um, we'll be opening up a new session soon. Be sure to check out the website. You'll see a button up at the top, a radio button up at the top that'll say Alpha Leadership. That's leaderofthepack.us, leaderofthepack.us. Um, you can also subscribe to us on Facebook and uh, you'll stay current on all of these things as we pop out new sessions. So getting back into here with Sean. Sean, let's talk a little bit about our... Our big pillars, you know, I talk to a lot of the guys that I interview about the pillars that we stand on. Stand up, lead, and protect. Would you share with me what these three pillars mean to you? Uh, well, stand up means a, a bunch of different things. Um, uh, the, I mean, the first obvious thing is, you know, um, 
pressing into who I am as a man. Um, and, and which kind of pushes into, you know, how, how am I leading as a man? And I, immediately you think stand up, lead and protect only applies at home. So I need to, I need to stand up for my family. I need to stand up for my beliefs first in order for you to stand up for your beliefs. You actually have to know what they are. So, That's so, so good. So good. <laughs> so, so if you have no idea what you stand for, what you believe, um, what nobody can push you on or off of, um, you have, you're, you're in the sand. You know what I mean? Like the scripture says, like if you're standing on a rock, a hard foundation, a strong foundation, you're, you're solid. And I think um, part of what's happened in the last three years is I've learned what I stand for and what I don't. So it allows me to, um, when it comes time to things where I don't want to be budged off of and I, and I need to stand up for it, I will. Um, sometimes to a fault, but that's okay. It's my fault, not anybody else's. Um, and the lead part is basically like little things in the family that, that you look at, um, you know, me having the final word and I'll, and I'll use finances as an example. I am not a money guy at all. You give it to me, I'll spend it. Um, but I, for years had to take the leadership role of balancing a budget that I didn't know how to do, saving money that I didn't know how to save, um, and spending money that I did it recklessly. So now in that leadership role, it took a long time, but we, my wife and I re recognized that she can work money better than I can, far better than I can. So I allow her to take the lead on it, but in allowing her to take the lead on it, she now comes back to me with everything that comes to money waiting for my approval that I never asked for. So when it comes time to spend or save or anything like that, she, she brings me into the loop obviously because I'm, I'm the, I'm making it just like she is, but um, she won't do anything until I know about it, which is weird um, because for, tw for the better part of 20 years, I put us into financial ruins Um but those kind of things, um, you take Shabbat tonight, she waits for me to take the lead on everything. Preparing the meal, um, she'll, ask for, she'll ask how she can help. Um, when it comes time to prayer, we do not eat until I say it's time to eat. Wow. When, I'm, when I'm comfortable to go, let's light the candles. And, everybody, and everybody knows because then because then when she lights the candles i'm giving all the power and authority over to her because there's a woman present and that woman is the one responsible for bringing light into the world they're the ones who go through childbirth so now she's bringing the light of a holy event into our into our home as soon as the candles get lit everything gets shut down and she yields to me for the um the blessings over the hala, the blessings over the um the the wine um together we bless the kids um, so, and then it's, you know, just little things like that, three, four years, four years ago, five years ago, I didn't have that respect in my own home. Mm. But what I found is having that respect in my own home, because I know what I'm standing up for. And I know my core values when I leave my house, I have that same, that same power and authority and confidence to carry that everywhere else. Um, and then the protect role, easy one. Um, Get a gun. That's pretty much it. 
most guys think, yeah, protect, get a gun. I can protect my family. But the bottom line is um, the more you realize that, yeah, well, if I have a gun, great. But what happens when somebody's coming at you with a gun is no different than somebody who's coming at you with a bat or a knife or their fist. Our first instinct is to back up. Um, something I learned, I had to, like, I had to go to Israel to learn it with Krav Maga. It's like, you can't back up. You have actually have to engage that threat. And in doing so, you actually diseng- you're, you're actually taking offense and you are taking control of that situation. So if you look at the visual side of it, if somebody's attacking you and you step in, now their punch goes past your head, not at your head. Um, if you take that approach to everything in life, every attack that comes with you, whether it's a spiritual attack, a physical attack, a health attack, no matter what it is, if you step into it, you're, you're disarming it. So it can't just be about the physical protection that brings the spiritual side of things in. I dive more into God in the last three years than I ever have before. Um, confrontations with people, I dive into it and disengage and, and, uh, and disarm it before it happens. Um, you know, obviously I need to go to work and provide. That's a way to protect. But if all I do is go to work and I'm never home, they're not going to value the protection that That's I give right. them. Um, so I actually have to be home in order for them to see my value as the leader, as the protector, so that when I give a command that somebody's broken into the house, you need to get to your safe place. We talked about this last night. They know where to go and I know where they are so that I, so that I know how to position myself to best protect them and then myself after, after I've got them squared away. So I almost, I'm almost putting myself in harm's way by stepping into a situation in order to protect you know, my kids or my wife you know, and that sort of thing. That's so, so powerful. Yeah. And that's really important. Uh, and that's such a, that's such an important role as the head of the household to be the protector, to recognize when I say go, you go. When I say get to your safe place go to your safe place, um, which leads us into standing up and taking that initiative at training, right? Yeah. We talk again, we talked a little bit last night in alpha and, and, and we just barely breached the subject, the importance of understanding how to clear your rooms, how to clear your home, understanding what it's like walking around your household with the firearm in hand, right? And recognizing the essentials of, of, a, of owning a firearm and pulling the trigger. Where's that bullet going to go, right? Where is that, that ammunition going to go, right? Um, equally as if you're walking around with a bat, if I swing a bat and I miss, what am I going to break, right? Yep. So, yeah. Um, Let's, let's shift gears just a little bit here. You know, what's probably one of the biggest things that you've learned since joining the Brotherhood that you can share with those out there that just haven't seen the importance of being a part of leader of the pack yet? Well, since I didn't have a clue as to what I needed or what I was wanting out of leader of the pack, I didn't know, I didn't know how my life was going to change because I, I figured I had everything. Um, so what I can say to guys is like, I knew something wasn't, wasn't there, that there was more out there. So what I can say to the guys is if you have that feeling and you think there's something off, you're missing something either in your marriage at work with your, you know, as a father with wherever and whatever aspect of your life, there's something's off. 
uh, and you come across leader of the pack, I would encourage you to it to to step in and not step in, you know, with that whole um, this is a cult or this is a um, you know just a these guys are just going to lift me up and then leave uh, because I think that that becomes one of those where how is it you just have to jump in with both feet and yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to do that with with um you know when you say jump in with both feet i don't know these guys i can't trust them but what you have to realize is you're in control of what you share and what you don't share and you can sit and listen for a lo- just enough just enough time you can listen to realize that these guys are going deep and they're sharing stuff that I only wish I could share. And then you go, wait a minute, what do you mean? I only wish I could share this guy just told me this and that's like insane. I would never share something like that. I might share something like this. Well then go ahead and share it. Um, because there's, there's a, an incredible freedom when you, when you learn, you can open up in front of another person, let alone another man who shares a lot of your issues. We go through a lot of the same stuff, whether we're, whether we're married or not married, we have the same, um, we're carrying different trash in the same trash bag. You know yeah, what I mean? there you go. Um, <laughs> so, but it's, but it's all stuff that we can pretty much relate to if we sit and talk about it enough. Yeah. You know, they cohabitate or mingle and mix together and create a lot of the same issues that that um that a lot of us struggle with so you know you don't have to know what you're looking for to go looking for something i guess is my point like i came into leader of the pack and simple thing not knowing what to expect not wanting anything in return and yet found a group of men that i'm closer with than my own family because of the because there's things that i can share with these guys that my family doesn't even know about because they don't invest in the relationship it's taken advantage of this is my son or this is my brother he's going to love me till the end no matter what and that's it and you take advantage from it and we don't talk about anything it's all surface stuff yeah you know what i mean i want to share something with you um so I don't know if you saw this come up yet on the feed, on the Facebook feed, but this is from one of our newer members. And I uh, just want to thank you actually for taking the time out to make these plaques for uh, our latest event. We had a virtual event uh, about a month ago, um, Engage 2020. Now, this was an awesome two-day event that we hosted in lieu of the in-person event that we were going to do um, in Los Angeles, or San Diego, and then in Florida. But I want to read this quote really quick from one of our newer members that jumped in on this session uh, on a whim and since then has really jumped into the deep end with us and is all in in alpha leadership, uh, doing primal fitness with us. That's our fitness program that we just started. Um, Let's read this really quick. When looking back at life, I see the smallest details that had the biggest effect. It's one small decision that opens the biggest door and completely changes your life forever. You will never know how big the door is from the outside. It is only until you make the decision to walk through the door, walk the path, and look back to realize what a great choice you made. Today, I hung this in the office to memorize the door that opened a whole new world I never knew existed. A group of men I call brothers, not because it is a, 
in the title, but because this truly is a family I never knew I had, but I'm thankful I opened this door to find them. So that kind of goes what it's about, right? What you were just saying. You had no idea what you were looking for. You had no idea what you were looking for, and yet there's all this stuff coming up. So um, that's awesome. It just reminded me how awesome. The crazy thing about that plaque, all that was sent was the piece of paper. That's right. So it shows to me when I saw that, it shows how much value he's placing on that. It's just a piece of paper, you know, um, that he put it in a frame with the background and have it like when I saw that, I was like, Oh dude, I need to, I need to get on the ball because mine's still just, just the piece of paper. Just that paper that you mailed out. I haven't put it in the, I haven't put it in the plaque yet. My idea was to put it in the plaque, but I haven't gotten that far yet. And not only did he do it, hung it up on a wall and then, and then shared, you know, what he's gotten out of it, which is awesome. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, our new member out there, I, uh, I really appreciate that. And, um, I think that post means more to us, um, and leadership, I think, than you recognize, because that really does solidify that what we're doing really matters. It really does matter. So, uh, Sean, thank you for taking yeah. the time out to make that and making sure that our yeah. guys here uh, in the States, everybody who, who showed up for engage got that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've seen more and more pictures of those things getting popped up and put on yeah. walls or people taking pictures with it. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It, so. it, what's crazy about that is, is most of us guys, I think walk through life or, or when we start our lives, um, we think that we're going to change the world. We, you know, we go out, we leave our home with, you know, just ready to go. Um, and somehow life manages to serve us a different platter. Um, and it, and it can kind of bring some of us down to some degree. I was one of them. You know, when you, when you look at, um, your worth, like my words don't really matter because my home's falling apart. My words Mm -hmm. don't really matter because I have this dead end job, Mm -hmm. um, and all this other stuff. And then you see, a guy posts something like that. They go, Holy crap. Obviously I make a difference, even if it's a small difference. And even if, even if you're not even mentioned in, in the post or in the, in that you're indirectly involved, if you know who that guy is and you've spoken one word to him, you're, you're now involved in that. And your words matter that much that somebody would take a regular piece of paper, put it in a plaque, nail it to his wall and show it to the world that it has that much value. Yeah. The paper, the paper is not what has the value. It's the men attached to that paper that do, which is in like, you know, it's very humbling to go to, to, to go really my words matter that much. Like I mean that much to somebody else, you know, it's, it's a cool thing to, to, to feel. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, the difficult part is keeping your head, nice and small and you're on the ground. <laughs> that is so key. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we, uh, we have quickly run out of time. Um, and I know you have still a lot to do before we'll do a part two, man. I do. We do a part two. We will do a part two. So here, before we, before we quickly close out this, um, this podcast here today. Um, and, and honestly, Sean, it's been a pleasure to kind of grow with you to, watch a uh, leader of the pack evolve into what it is 
yeah. and to uh, continue leading the way we're leading and changing people's lives like this man's life. So it's an honor to work alongside you and lock arms with you. Before we get out of here, is there anything that you really feel is important uh, about you or about the brotherhood that you feel our listeners out there should know? Yeah, the whole thing is just step in. Like, like you have to, you have to give it a try. And I know there's a lot of, a lot of things out there that, that a quick fix, a quick fix leader of the pack is not. Um, the disclaimer that, that, that I would like to offer to the guys that if you're, if you think you're going to show up and, and your life is going to radically change in, you know, one or two months, um, you would be wrong. Uh, I don't say that to scare you off, but what I, what the reason I, I say it is if you're willing to dig and you're willing to invest in yourself and you're willing to um, learn who you are, um, you will not do it in a better place than with the Brotherhood of LOP. Um, it's a safe place. You're going to be able to walk alongside guys and some of these guys are going to be able to help you realize some of your stuff that you need to work through. Um, so that on the other side of it, you'll become the warrior like David, who can also love pretty damn good. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. And yeah, men should, should be encouraged to step in and deal with it. Um, the reward on the other end is, is huge. Yeah, it totally is. So let's just, you know, close with this. Um, guys, if you haven't already it is time for you to join this membership. Uh, the leader of the pack brotherhood is unlike anything else. You can get your membership now for just $97. You can join the website leader of the and there will be a membership button there. You can find us on Facebook leader of the pack. will bring up our page. You can message us there. We will be happy to assist you uh, moving into a membership role. We have a private members only group that once you become a member, you get access to tons of extra training. You get exclusive access to guys like Sean, Natan, retired Air Force Colonel, Carl Frushan. These are all men that have really made a change in the world. And you can only get that by being a member. So stop what you're doing, go to Facebook, Go to our website, jump on the team, be a member. We'd love to have you in our in our fellowship. So, Sean, thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. I look forward to sometime soon when we get to just embrace and give each other a big hug yeah, and say, man. bro, it's good to see you. Um, big plans for LOP, man. That's all I got to say. I am big looking plans, forward to it. I am really looking forward <laughs> to it. We will have a part two talking about the future of LOP and some other things that we cannot discuss yet. Yep. But, um, but yeah, so thanks for your time. Well, folks, that's it for us today. Did you learn something new? I always do. Again, I'm so grateful for those of you who have subscribed and continue to follow us on Facebook and on social media. Derek, you're the man. I appreciate you listening, liking, and sharing our podcasts. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, leadership starts with you. Stand up, lead, and protect. God bless, and we'll see you soon.